what it do, play girls and play boys. Welcome to the new week of High Vertical. Crazy, crazy episode ahead. Literally the worst uh, possibility happened to me on Sunday. What, uh, the worst thing ever. Um, we'll talk about it. Um, I'm with Nick. Nick, Nick, Nicky G. Yo, yo. Broadcasting live from the Cleveland Browns locker room. You and the Cleveland Browns have a lot in common this week, huh? Yep, I am masked up in the house here. Got the windows open. Beautiful. Try not to get COVID. There's an outbreak. It's been an outbreak in my domicile. Yeah, you're, we're gonna we're putting you. We have Adam Silver on the scene. He's putting you under COVID strict COVID protocols. He gave you yeah. the COVID uh, the COVID distance ring, so you know whenever you're close to Colton, your roommate, it just beeps. Yeah, and it explodes. And Anytime you. I get within six feet of Colton, I get a twenty-five thousand dollars fine. Yeah, which you can't even afford one of those. So no, no, I couldn't. I have negative forty thousand dollars to my name. So yeah. now, Nick, where do you want to start with? You want to start with the NBA? Because I feel like the NBA there isn't much to go around. Just uh, it's 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 a crazy it's it's a it's a crazy the NBA is like psychotic right now nothing makes sense yeah it's it's all over the place i i mean i can't really see the the what's the saying like can't see the field through the trees or whatever yeah it's 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 so early in the season and i think the schedule is gonna is like is is fucking with teams a lot yeah and and just like the no home court advantage i mean there's like somewhat of a home court advantage in the fact that if you're playing home court you're not traveling so that's kind of nice but there's no like crowd advantage or real environment advantage Mm -hmm. so that's i think having a little bit of an impact which is good and bad you know i like home quarter advantage but also i uh i think it's when you watch these games you can tell that it's really just like the two teams going at it with not a lot of other exterior forces other than just the shitty state of the world yeah um yeah i guess i'll start with uh did we were we did, we didn't make an episode uh but uh, before after this happened but uh Steph went for 60 what was it 66 62 i think 62. against portland yeah against portland uh great game but uh Steph did great i think he he has the opportunity to put together uh he can, he's qualifies for comeback player of the year right yeah, and, and this is, he would definitely qualify for a comeback player of the year. And this is what we kind of thought might happen last year, where he becomes an MVP candidate without Clay, because he's like really the only reliable offensive option there. So he's just putting up crazy numbers. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what's happening. Also, last night, Bradley Beal put up 60 points against the Sixers in a loss. Yeah, I saw in his last three games where he scored 50 plus points, Bradley Beal. And the Wizards have lost. Yeah. He is stuck there. He is stuck there. Yeah. I, I mean, think for together, one more for year. At least a year. For, for at least a year, he's stuck there. And that's all on him. He want, he re-signed that contract. I'm not sure why. Honestly, I, I guess the money, but man. Is I got it a, worth being in Washington? I got a C drop for you. Go for it. Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum, friends from St. Louis. Oh, my God. Gonna be united together in Boston next year. 
when the Celtics use their trade exception to get another piece in the offseason and then reroute that with another contract and some picks to get Bradley Beal as the Wizards start their rebuild project. C is is high. (laughs) You don't think so? You don't believe in C? I I don't buy that. I don't believe I don't buy that C take. I'm a you know I you know I I go in with C, but that I don't like that take. Uh, you don't like that take, dude? Why? Do you think that you got you got an M take where he goes to the Heat? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I bet you do. It's like your Giannis um, take. Yeah, that is a that is a Giannis take. <laughs> um, I also the Knicks are winning. They have a better record than the Nets right now. And this, you can't, this is all, this is all smoke and mirrors, right? This is not real. But the Knicks do, I think, have a, like a good young core. They don't have much else. Like, yeah. I like the piece, I like their pieces a lot. I think, I, I really think RJ Barrett is like really underrated. Uh, he's going to be a decent wing. They got Julius Randle putting up insane numbers. They beat the Pacers, which is a good team. And yeah. uh, their draft pick, Obi Toppin. Yeah, Obi Toppin, I think is going to be pretty good, um, yeah. at least offensively. Yeah, maybe the Tibbs effect is real. I mean, yeah, they, maybe. I they don't just... think that they make the playoffs, but I, Me neither. I think that but... they're, they'll be better than expected. They won't be the, the dog shit team that we all thought they would be going into no. the year. Um, also, they just, uh, I think they're resigning, they're signing Taj Gibson, an old Tibbs alum. That could be there, like Udonis Haslam, because I I don't have yeah. a ton of confidence in him being able oh, to yeah. play consistent minutes night in and night out. Yeah, because I just don't think his game translates well to today. But he is a good guy to have in the locker room. Yeah, look, everybody needs the Knicks to be good. All right, and that's the truth. No one, no one likes to hear it, but if the Knicks are good and they're driving revenue into the league, it's it's a it's a big money maker for everybody. So yeah. Next uh, being good, it it does it is important to have them be a successful because like New York and basketball are so synonymous, and when you have like say the Knicks as a five seed playing in the playoffs, you know how much like the ratings is with if they play like an Indiana or like a a low, you know, not a really big city. Like, yeah, it's a pretty well, big like, deal. Yeah, Knicks, Celtics, Knicks Heat, yeah. Knicks Pacers, Knicks whatever. That's it's, your big. That's big, huge big, ratings. Big numbers. Yeah. yeah. It's it's always better for basketball when the Celtics, Lakers, Knicks, and usually one of the Bulls or Heat are good yeah. at the same time. Any of the big cities, really, like those, and also Nick. I'm sorry to this is totally off tangent, but I think the NBA is leaning towards uh, two expansion teams. A lot of I'm hearing a lot of buzz. Really, two expansion I, teams to because the the theory is that due to COVID, like they've lost a lot of money and there there's a some way that if you add two expansion teams you can recoup some of that revenue and hold on let me find it because we were uh, i was a lot of people were reporting the nba is exploring it yeah so it looks like from the headline i'm seeing they're aiming for two and a half billion per expansion team i heard something i think it was on the bill simmons podcast um because i mean that's usually the only basketball podcast i really listen to um, other than our own, but mm-hmm. I think it was something to where like the uh, they whoever was on there, I think it was Bob Ryan or Jackie McMullen, didn't think it was incredibly likely that there would be expansion 
because mm-hmm. of the hefty fee and just with the uncertainty around the league, you know, it'd be, it's a lot to finance an arena and all that. And until you know 100% sure that you're going to have full capacity and all that. Uh, however, I think that when you look at Seattle, they already have that arena mm-hmm. ready for the hockey team. Um, Vegas as well. I think Vegas Good. and Seattle are the top, but also I think Tampa should be in, is is probably in the mix. They probably are. I think Tampa, Amelia, can be in the, mix. the Amelia I see Kansas City or St. Louis being in there. That would be terrible. Um, yeah, I don't think that they should do Kansas City or St. Louis. But, but I can have, see them in the top. I think top Oklahoma five. City fills that already. I think so opinion, too. Like, yeah, the boring city in Middle America yeah. that no one really wants to sign with. Yeah, I yeah. think that that uh, St. Louis I could see being a little different. I think like mm-hmm. it's culturally like a, a little bit more significant and not yeah. quite as bland but kansas city would be whack that's that should just be football and baseball yeah um i would love to see you know you i would love to see a team come to vegas that'd be i think that's a really good like we need another desert team we can't just have the suns there you know yeah as I far think- as the traveling like that would i think having vegas would like you would stop in Vegas. Or like it's it's like it's like a Miami of the West Coast, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, Vegas would be a good market. They got summer league there. There's clearly a lot of NBA intrigue. Um, yeah, UNLV, like that was a basketball factory in the '90s and the '80s. Like that is a basketball town. Like yeah, yeah. I think that uh, that probably be one of the most that that would, you'd get big return on your buck. That'd almost be a guarantee success. Yeah. Having also, an NBA like, team in Vegas, that they, that like that T-Mobile Arena is like brand new. Like that is, yeah. then that's ready. I think to host the NBA game, in my opinion, from what I've seen, like they did, they've done a bunch of U, U, uh, UFC events. They've done the whole. I think they've done like three hockey seasons, two hockey seasons, and yeah. they just gotten the Raiders just moved there. Like adding a basketball team there would just be the cherry on top. Yeah, I think uh, Vegas and Seattle are like the surest bets in terms of uh, grouping your money. I think I would love for other markets. I think Tampa would do well, Um, Mm -hmm. and I think St. Louis would do all right too. Um, But I I think Vegas and Seattle are definitely safer bets in terms of like having teams that are. If they do this and like Seattle doesn't end up with a team, I will riot. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Seattle's owed one. After they got fucked oh, over, oh they are God, owed, they like whenever you talk about expansion, you know the first one's going to go to Seattle as a, yeah. an apology it, from the league. And, it has to be. And they and if they come back, all like all those stupid rafter rafter uh, banners that are hanging in the rafters in OKC must be moved. Back yeah, to no, the the history goes to um, goes back to Seattle, it's similar to how the Charlotte Hornets history went. Yeah. to them after the team moved to New Orleans. And also, Cleveland Browns, same shit. If the, dude, if Seattle Supersonics come back, I am immediately becoming a fan. I'll buy, I'll buy a, a hat, I'll buy a shirt, whatever. I'll become an immediate fan. I'll watch them. I'll watch every league pass game. Oh just yeah, to support them. Uh yeah, I'll definitely support the the Sonics. They'll be one of my teams that I watch. Definitely in the Western Conference. Gotta gotta bring it back. Gotta, gotta bring, bring like it's a uh, it's like it's it was such like a like a cornerstone of like the specific Northwest for basketball for so long alongside the trailblazers. Like yeah. and no disrespect so to, to OKC. I think that that despite it being a terrible circumstances in which that franchise was birthed, uh, they, it has been a successful market in terms of like a small market that really 
should have been doomed for failure. Mm-hmm. They've had a great run and a lot of fan support that that team definitely runs that city. But you got to bring back Seattle. And the Seattle-OKC rivalry would be insane. Yeah. So um, Other news, the Timberwolves uh, are being put on sale by their owner, Glenn Taylor. Mm. So that's a, if you're looking for a team that could move, I could definitely see I don't know. Is are the Minnesota Timberwolves that popular in Minnesota? I don't. I do not know. They've I don't. Been there I, forever. Don't, I mean, their attendance uh, usually kind of sucks. Um, I don't know if they'd move. I have a feeling someone will buy them and keep them in the yeah. city. Uh, the Memphis is, really is the the team that I would be most concerned about relocating, which I I would not like because I think Memphis it's like a cool kind of grit and grind basketball city. I like that sort of branding that they have, but. It, there have been rumblings for a couple of years that the Memphis owner is either looking to sell or relocate the team. Uh, admittedly, it is not a very lucrative market. I mean, the, the city's population is dropping and there's just, you got FedEx and that's about it there. So there's not a ton of economic opportunity. Um, that seems more likely than Minnesota. But I could see both moving. I, I do see yeah. universe where both move, but I, I don't think I have a, a feeling that Minnesota won't move, especially if once fans return, um, the Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo yeah. Russell kind of trio is clicking. Yeah, we'll see. I think that I definitely, definitely, definitely think Memphis is on is dangerously close to moving. I think. Do you think? Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, do you think KG might step in and buy the Timberwolves? No, I don't think he can. He would have to buy it alongside a bunch of other people. But um, yeah, I could see him being like a part owner. Yeah, I could see. I could see him working himself into like a like a part owner, a president role. But yeah. depends on how much he really wants to do that, though. I I feel like he enjoys just commentating on the game, and I'm sure he would be a voice to try to keep Minnesota, the the Timberwolves in Minnesota. But I don't know how much he would actually be willing to like put his his money and his kind of just his life on the line for that franchise. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I think oh, the only Markel other thing. Fultz. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, before going to, to break, where I, I stir my spicy uh, sriracha shrimp bowl. Yeah, Marco Fultz oh, yeah. towards ACL. Fucking sucks, dude. Yeah. He's um, just getting back into like. Being the player that we all thought he'd be. Yeah. yeah. Uh not great news. He's out for the whole year. They already announced that, so Yeah. yeah. It was it was a pretty nasty looking injury. Yeah. Uh are you gonna you're gonna go stir that bowl? Uh and um I guess we'll talk about Celtics and Heat and then I'll stir the bowl. So okay. Celtics played the Heat last night in a rematch. Yeah. Celtics won on a Celtics Peyton won. Pritchard buzzer beater. Real no, real scrappy on. offensive board. He's gonna, I'm gonna hate that guy in in like two seasons. He's gonna be so annoying. Well, here's the thing though. I don't know how much you'll really hate him because he's actually like decent. He's like I was saying last night to you. He's more like white chocolate than he is TJ McConnell. You know when you like when you watch mm-hmm. TJ McConnell, and you fucking hate him because it's like why does this guy even have a job? You know why is he even on the court? Mm-hmm. But like so he's Peyton, like if if ten is white chocolate and zeros tj mcconnell he's like a six i would say that's fair yeah as of right now he's like a six so he's like tyler hero is like a nine 
Yeah, Tyler Hero is definitely more of a nine. Yeah, he's got a, a little bit more sauce for sure than Peyton Pritchard. Yeah. But Peyton Pritchard's got a little bit of sauce too, to the point where it like doesn't it doesn't annoy. He's fun to watch uh, from what I've seen. He's fun to watch, whereas T.J. McConnell's not fun to watch. He's just annoying and a pest. Yeah, uh, last night Heat lost. Um, you guys totally uh, closed down on our, whatever we were trying to do offensively with the switching and the picks and pick and rolls. You guys were just covering everything. Yeah, we couldn't get offensively, couldn't be consistent uh, getting baskets. Bam had a really good game. Outside of that, like he's been having a really good season, really good season. Yeah. I thought Precious played well too, and in, in some yeah. minutes, yeah, he had good minutes. Uh, my my the biggest thing I think I definitely I told you last night the Heat are definitely making a trade for a scorer. Like yeah, before the deadline, I definitely see that happening. We need one more scorer. Who's either starting or coming off the bench like Goran? Because if if Goran can't get it going, like we're fucked. So yeah. I agree. Need more, I more think, piece. I think that, and also there's the a lot of stuff coming about the James Harden Heat trade. Like the the Houston Rockets want everything pretty much uh, to, for the, to give up James. And I honestly, I don't want to do it. But if it's like. The more I watch this team, I'm like, mm, if we had James Harden, maybe. <laughs> so, all right. Um, like I was saying, I think I'm very open to trading for James Harden at this point. And yeah, I and I and I have cooled off wanna, on it. Yeah, Sounds you have funny. cooled off on it because I don't think you guys need him. I don't nah. think he fits what you're trying to do, and I think Miami desperately needs like a scorer who can fill the basket like because jimmy is not that jimmy does not do that well jimmy is a great defensive yeah. player he's great he had a good night last basket. night yeah but. he had a really he had a good night despite like hurting his ankle again but yeah he's yeah. a guy who gets to the basket you know he plays defense passes the ball well like he's an overall good basketball player but we need someone who's just fill the bucket baby you know and tyler is not there yet you can't ask a second-year player who's coming off the shortest offseason in NBA history to develop into getting uh, everything he wants in the game. So, yeah, Harden, uh, Harden would have been a big help to them last night, just from my observation. Yeah. I just I kept thinking in the mind of like, what if the Heat had Harden? And I don't think it would have yeah, been a Celtics win. No, I don't think so either. It's just that I understand I don't want to give up everything for him either. So that's that's the other thing. I don't want to give – I'll give up either Tyler or Duncan, but I don't want to give up both. Yeah, no, I think – yeah, I mean, definitely like the rumors of them asking for Bam, that's a non-starter. Yeah, that's – Bring in Harden to pair with them. But, yeah, I could see trading Hero and – I don't really know a bunch else that – you you could do that they would really want but harrow would be the centerpiece and then i guess just a shit ton of picks yeah i think we 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 have like a we have like a first round pick from another it's like a it's a whole thing cuz someone some other team has to decline decline this option and then we get this trade exception i mean this draft and i, I like so much like bullshit around uh trade with the Miami Heat picks right now so you know who i bet someone for Tita would want is Myers Leonard because that boy stands for the flag. Stands. <laughs> and he ain't doing shit. He is not even I don't think he hasn't even played since like the first two games of the season. Nah, yeah, I didn't see him out there at all last night other than just the pregame. Which yeah. I I really begun to hate 
national anthem watching. It's 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 amazing that it's still going on. It's so yeah, and I just like how the narrative has switched from like in the NFL it was like who's kneeling to now like who's standing. <laughs> who's standing? It's pretty is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. But the Celtics look good last night. Jason is uh he's hot. Jason he's and Jalen are having a great years. Oh yeah, and you know, it sounds uh, rough given the news that I got this week about uh, the COVID outbreak in my life. But on Monday, I was at a public event where I saw the Celtics take on the Raptors in Tampa. Um, I did test negative before the game, so I'm not a gigantic piece of shit. But Tatum was cooking. He had like 40. Pritchard was also doing great. It was nice to uh, to go back and kind of see a basketball game in person. Was it weird? It was weird-ish, but it, it felt more normal as time went on. There was um, a lot of Boston fans there. You could tell the Celtics were kind of feeding off that energy, too. So I think it was like it was cool for me as a fan. How it seemed fans? like it was cool for the players, too, to like actually have some fans in the building. Cause I don't How think many people I, were there? Uh, it was like close to 4,000. Okay. And did you, like, did you, were you sitting close to anybody, or just... Uh... Not really. The nearest people does we were like in a a row of i would say like probably 20 24 seats something like that and um and there was like we were four people and there was us on one end of the row and then on the other end of the row um there was some people and that was it for the whole row so we had like a good 10 seats of separation i would say and then um the next nearest people were like i think two or three rows ahead of us um, so it was pretty like definitely at least six feet from everyone. Um, probably a little bit more, probably closer to like 10 to 15 feet away from everyone. The only time I got like a little sketchy was when the game was over and everyone was leaving and there was like, you know, it was just basically like normal everyone leaving, but it's only 4,000 people leaving as opposed to like 20,000. So it wasn't, it still wasn't even really that bad. And how was the Amelia center? Was it, uh, is it Emily? Sorry, but how was it? How, yeah. how was there? How was the host? It was good. I could definitely see an NBA team setting up shop there if if they do decide to expand to Tampa. Um, it was. It was still like, you couldn't get the full experience of an NBA game because you know you didn't see like how people were close to the court, like the way they had the court set up, no courtside seats at all. Um, we were like. Like the nearest row, I think, was still like a good thirty to forty feet away from the court. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a little interesting, but I mean, it's it's well suited. It's definitely an arena. If it's, I don't know. I like that venue. I've never been to a lightning game, but I've been to a couple concerts, and they've always been good. So, and this was a good experience as well. I'm excited uh, for the when we go see the Heat on the twentieth. Yeah, yeah, we should. I think even if I end up testing positive, I'll I'll be clear by the time that that game starts. So, um, yeah, so we should still be good. Kind of, if there was ever going to be a COVID outbreak in my life, it kind of happened in a decent window to where it happened like just after the Celtics game, but far enough before the Heat game. Yeah. Um, I guess we can move on to the NFL. Week seventeen was terrible. Dolphins lost fifty six twenty six. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, I got a bunch of notes because I spent basically all day prepping for this shit, and I read a bunch mm-hmm. of NFL news and all that. So I want to talk about your Dolphins 
first. I guess let's get out of the way. Yeah. Bills blew them out. Blew them out. We played a really good first quarter, though. I did not see <laughs> the first quarter, but hey, that's good. Twenty five percent of a good game. Yeah. Um, I, like it, it just it, we just looked like we were. I, I wouldn't say I, I don't think ready is. I think we were just outmanned and outgunned from the get go. Josh yeah. Allen is like having like the end, like the December of dreams for any oh, yeah. quarterback. Like he is having a great the month of December leading into January. Like he is putting together a good uh, case for MVP. I don't think he's going to win MVP, but no, he's definitely putting a case for it. Yeah. Yeah. But like everyone's saying, the bills are the hottest team in the NFL right now. That's, you know, that's the truth. And, which uh, is why, which is why I don't trust. I look, the Bills have been bad forever, and I'm waiting for this, sh- the for them to slip on the banana peel. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know what you're saying. Well, when we get into our, uh, I, I have some playoff predictions, and uh, I have a a feeling about that. I went through basically like kind of the the whole playoffs of like who I think is going to go to the Super Bowl, and I got some, I got a theory on the Bills. Okay. So, but in um, other news though. Tua did struggle in that game, and then yeah. I think it was just yesterday it's, or two days ago, Chan Gailey resigned as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, which I'm gonna be. I, I this is gonna be very out of norm, but Chan Gailey was not the problem with Tua, and Tua was not the problem with Chan Gailey. It was just a combination of Tua not having a off season. He he was rehabbing all of all the off season. Didn't it didn't really get a chance to build himself up for the for the NFL. That's why people said he looks small. I'm like, that's a guy coming off uh, rehabbing his hip yeah, um, for the yeah, last major nine surgery. months. Yeah. Um, and I also think Chan Gailey had no weapons. Look at the receivers for the Dolphins. Like, yeah. N- none of only we had Devontae Parker, who's the he's only, a number two the only, guy. Number yeah, he's a number yeah, he's yeah. He's like 1.5 at best, I would say. Yeah. And we had him and my, Mike Gusecki are our two top receivers. And yeah. Mike Gusecki is good. It's just he needs uh, a little bit more time down, like uh, time in the for two. He needs time to get downfield and make a move and get open. Like he, it's he's not a short route guy. Yeah. And, he's also another guy that should be like a, a secondary kind of option. He, I also, yeah. I think he's a piece. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a piece, piece but he's a he, piece. Uh, he, uh, there, there should be a more clear cut number one guy in your receiving yeah. rotation. And we're running an we're running an RPO, which is a run pass offense. And just if you look at the Dolphins' rushing yards per the whole season, I think we're like bottom half of the league. Like we can't run the ball. We have no running backs. I mean, Miles Gaskin to me is a he could be a legit number one option, but outside of that, we have an undrafted rookie and we have, these two guys I think I think we're both undrafted or maybe Miles Gaskell was taken like in the seventh round or something yeah we have no running game picks. and then when you put all the it's a run pass offense and when you run a run an RPO you need the run in order to pass it and if you don't do that then it just you're it just doesn't make any sense yeah well you guys got to where you were because of your defense and they just kind yeah. of shit themselves on the the last game of the year but that's the foundation of the team. That's still intact. Now it's just getting to us some more weapons, yeah. and then should be a playoff team next year. Yeah, I, I think we'll get into it because uh, we're going to talk about the draft. Because cause I'm I'm consuming everything about the draft. Dolphins have two first round draft picks, but um, 
I think it, we need more than just playmakers, and uh, we'll see what happens. Because also, if you look at the tape, like the Arizona game, that's when Chan Gailey had all of the weapons that he would that are that everyone on the receivers was healthy. I think Miles Gaskin was was healthy too at that point. Like offensive line was good. And you just look at that game, and you look at to a play that game, it's like night and day from here now. Because, like, we lost our second uh, right receiver, um, Preston Williams, who had a big game in that Arizona game, but also got hurt receiving a touchdown and hasn't played since. He went on the IR. And, yeah, it's just when you have Mac Hollins and <laughs> Isaiah Ford and Malcolm Perry to yeah. throw to, it's, it's really hard for them to get open against a really good Bills defense. Yeah, I... I'm in agreement that there really wasn't many people to blame. The Dolphins went way further than anyone expected. Yeah. I mean, we won 10 games. Like, I didn't think we, I thought we'd win at best seven. Yeah. That was what I thought. Uh, Maybe like, yeah, seven to nine season would have been a a really good, like, season for you guys. I'm happy with it. And like, look, I'm, I think I I would rather not be in the playoffs because if we did make the playoffs, we would be paying the bills and then we would just lose and then. It would just be for nothing. So, yeah, not making the playoffs, giving Tua just time to time to actually have an off season of growth and like getting with his receivers and like make creating chemistry. Like that's what's important right now. So, yeah, and also I think a lot of the playmaking, uh, like receiver positions, can be all, all those all these questions can be answered in free agency, not the draft. And the Dolphins like to address a lot of their problems through free agency and then add to it in the draft. Yeah, and I think so, there's going to be some big-name receivers that get cut or oh, traded yeah. for pennies on the dollar, like an Odell or a Julio or something like that. So Let me see some up. Uh, I'm going to look at some. Like the, there's, I think Marvin Jones is a receiver that I think is going to go. He's a, he's a free agent, and he is uh he's good he's been in he's been hiding in detroit for the last i don't know how many seasons but he's been hiding in cincinnati and detroit two yeah. terrible franchises yeah so. aj green is a free agent alan robinson is a uh free that would agent. be a good pickup yeah ty hilton's a free agent I, I think you can get him for very cheap he's also sammy a local watkins. miami guy yeah sammy watkins uh a name that i really like is john ross 26 out of yeah. Cincinnati, good, good forty time. Still, I think probably could be the fastest receiver in the NFL when healthy. And I don't think that either of them will make it to free agency. I think the Bucks will lock them well, up. But if one of Chris Godwin or Antonio Brown oh, becomes available, God, I think God, Godwin is who the Dolphins want. I think Godwin could be like gonna, Larry Fitzgerald level money. good. Yeah, if we. I think we have thirty mil in cap space, so we could uh, add a good piece. But I, I would love. Chris Godwin on the Dolphins. That would be a dream come true. Yeah, I'm sure the Bucks are going to do everything they can to hold on to him. Oh, yeah. But if he if he just if we just can't afford him, then that could be he's definitely worth paying a shit ton of money to. Mm-hmm. I can attest. Kenny Galladay is an un- unrestricted free agent. That's yeah, you f- pick up. You too. figure one of Galladay or, or Marvin Jones will leave Detroit. Yeah, and I would um, I would pay money for Galladay too, but. A lot of these issues the Dolphins have on the offensive side of the ball could be answered. I think running back is the one I I would wait on and answer it through the draft because we do have like high second round pick, that 18th pick to address the running back position. But I think it was a I want I don't want to say it was a blessing in disguise because like getting blown out like that is not a blessing, but not making the playoffs I think was a blessing in disguise. 
not losing that game by 56, like by that margin was a blessing, but like just not making it, that eh, was fine. Sucks, but it was okay. Well, it's a good attitude to have. Yeah. On the uh, on the flip side, my team is playoff bound. They beat I, the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Brady hit forty touchdowns. He's a forty three year old. Crazy. Mike Evans set the record for um, first player to have seven straight one thousand yard seasons to start their career, and then a typical. Tampa Bay Buccaneer fashion on the very next play he hyperextends his knee <laughs> and it's questionable right and he is questionable to play If uh, to be honest I would not play him or if he, if he just insists on playing I would play him like 10 or 15 snaps max yeah. but this game was the Antonio Brown is back game this was yeah. like I got a big dick and I don't give a fuck this yeah was that was him, him shredding uh, I was going to say that was like Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin's like moments to be like, yeah, by the way, we're also top 10 receivers too. Yeah. Like Antonio Brown just showed me, showed me like, oh yeah, he's a, uh, he's still got it. Cause he's been just like fighting the rust off this whole time he was signed with you guys. And yeah. like, he looks like he's primed for a big playoff run. Yeah. I think uh, that's him and Brady's chemistry gives me, some confidence and just like the way uh the way Gronk has been playing down the stretch as well, they're giving me a lot more reassurance going into the. Uh, this is why they. This playoffs. is why they came here. The like the playoffs yeah. is why they came here, and this is I think the Bucks are to me the most dangerous team in the playoffs, at least yeah, in the NFC. They are in terms of like you want to talk about a wild card. They are the biggest fucking yeah. wild card mm-hmm. that we've yep. seen in a long time because they could run the table. And win or, the Super Bowl, or they can or lose they can on lose Saturday. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are a yeah. true wild card in every sense of the word. Yeah. Uh, so those uh, are our teams. My Nick's back now. Nick, we got to do our playoff predictions. Yeah. And we'll start with the wild card around Saturday. Colts Bills. I think this game is going to be competitive for a half, and then I think the Bills are just going to blow it open. I agree. I like Indy's defense, but me too. I I think Buffalo is just better. It's good. It, Buffalo I, is playing in front of fans for the first time all season. There's no oh way yeah. they're losing this game. No way. There's no. We're way. guaranteed at least three bad Philip Rivers throws in this game. Yeah, yeah. And there's just no way the Bills lose. There's just no way. Uh, yeah, I got. So, I got. I I even did scores today. That's how fucking bored okay. and anxious I was in my COVID. I got Buffalo beating Indianapolis twenty-eight to sixteen. That's a good score. I think it might be a little. I think Buffalo might score like thirty points. They're coming off a fifty-six. They, 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 they could. I almost put. They could. I almost did higher, but I. I yeah. With them, they haven't won a playoff game yet, so that's why. Like, I still think there's going to be a little bit of jitters, but you know, like you're saying, it's going to be close at first, but then as Buffalo eases into the game and there's not as much butterflies, I think they pull away. Yeah, uh, Rams Seahawks. This is the. No- no one knows if Goff is going to play. I don't think he does. It looks like Wolford's going to get the start, which isn't the yeah. worst thing. And they, they these teams just play, right? They just played. Yeah, they played, I think it was week 16, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they just played. Seattle uh, won that one. Yeah, that was the – I think that was the the clincher, right, for them in the division? Yeah, that, that clinched the division 29. for Seattle. So. 29. 20, they won 20-9. to 9. It is in Seattle – I like the Seahawks in this one. 
I would say close. Seahawks really? close. Yeah. Here's what I got for this. Now, I like the Rams defense. I've been a proponent of the Rams. After being cold to lukewarm on the Rams to start the season, they kind of won me over in the middle of the season. And then the past couple weeks, I've fallen off. I respect their defense, but I think Russ is bound for a big game. He's due. Mm-hmm. And I think the Rams offense, whether it's Wolford or if Goff gives it a go at less than 100%, I think that offense is going to be all out of sorts. And Seattle's defense has been great the past couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, they've been playing. I think they've been playing really well. I think Jamal Adams, though, is questionable. Oh, is he? I believe so. Let me look it up. I don't want to. Yeah, I have Seattle winning. I have them winning convincingly. I think it's going to be Seattle 37-6. to six. He's going to play. They... He is going to play. He's, He's going to play despite injury, but he is injured. Oh, yeah, no injury designation for Jamal Adams uh, this most recent practice. So, yeah, he's good to go. Yeah, Seattle, I think, is going to kick the shit out of him. All right. Um, hold on. Uh, Bucks, Washington. Now, that we, now, we've been saying this is a really, I think, an interesting matchup for the Bucks. Got Chase Young, who's been talking shit all week, saying mm-hmm. that he's going to get to Tom Brady, which is awesome. I love that. Yeah, it is. That's, it's, a, it's that's awesome. It adds a little extra. Because he is going to get to Tom to the Brady. There he will. Is no, he will get he will at least get one sack. I, I think oh, he could yeah. get three sacks against Donovan Smith. Yeah, he is, he is definitely going to get his. Uh, will the rest of the defense show up? I don't know. I think AB is going to have a big game. Big I think game. I do too. And Godwin. I, I also the, think I think this game will be too close for comfort throughout the majority yes. of the game. Oh yes, no doubt about it. In true I, wild card fashion. I think if you were going to bet, if you're going to bet for an upset or bet the under on any game, I would bet it on this game. Like in terms, like I I would not count on the Bucks to cover the spread this game. Eight um, points is a spread. Eight, yeah, 8. I think 5. eight and a half points was the yeah, spread. Eight, eight and a half points. That's that's a mighty large spread there for a playoff game, but also it is Washington. So yeah, and the the thing that's working in the Bucks' favor is that Alex Smith is definitely not a hundred percent. Not at all. And neither is Antonio Gibson, and neither will Terry McLaurin be a hundred percent. Yeah. So as long as the defense can just be competent. We should be able to outscore them. Yeah, I think that Washington will. I mean, they've got nothing to lose. They're gonna come. They're everyone's counting them out. Everyone across the board is counting them out. Oh, for sure. No one's picking this the football team here. And while I and people have also brought up though that the Seahawks beat the Saints and the Panthers beat the Cardinals that one year when they went in with losing records. NFC is a mess. NFC is a mess. NFC is a mess. Don't look at those regular season like uh, oh, we beat them, but then we lost. To, then they lost to that team, but we beat that team. So what does that mean? Yeah. Like Washington uh, without Dwayne Haskins, I may be wrong on this, but with, with Dwayne Haskins not starting, I think they're what is it? I think they're like five and three or something like that. Mm. Six and three, so yeah. they're not a bad team. When Dwayne Haskins isn't starting, mm. that's, that's something that could take. Granted, they probably should have lost last week to Philadelphia um, before oh Doug Peterson God. pulled Jalen Hurts totally and correct. lost that his was, entire locker room. 
lost his entire locker room, and then Joe Judge, the piss, piss, uh, he was he had piss in his pants on his press conference, like just disrespect the game, not playing your starters. But he should, yeah. Shut Which up he, about too. I mean, he should shut up, but he is also right too. Um, there's no reason for them serv- to pull him. Yeah, yeah. There's, I think so for, for sure. But like, I get the draft perspective, but also yeah. like in that, if your players want to play, you kind of owe it to your players, that, especially in this season of all seasons. Um, that have sacrificed a shit ton. Um, and Philly never had a COVID outbreak or anything like that. Um, he kind of owed it to his team to let them play. But I digress. I think Tampa Bay will win this one 27-24. And now I think this is an interest, uh, the most interesting game in wild card weekend. Ravens-Titans, yes. a rematch mm-hmm. of the divisional round of last uh, last year. Ravens, I think the best eleven and five team in the AFC right now, um, going to co- playing in Tennessee, and I think this is a, Tennessee's got them right where they want them. I feel you like Tennessee so? is, yeah, I like Tennessee in this one. Ooh, what's the, I what's do not. The, what's this? What is it? Plus three and a half for uh, for the Ravens. Yeah, Baltimore is the uh, yeah. the road favorite. Now it's the question. Here's the question, though. I have heading into this. Can the Ravens stop the Titans' offense? Because the Titans' offense is probably one of the bet- most underrated offenses in the league right now. They're running the ball extremely well. Ryan Tannehill, I think his stats, uh, you can put him up against any quarterback in the league right now as far as uh, passing. I, I think it's going to be a shootout. And I think, I'm not sure if, it, if Lamar Jackson will be able to keep up with it. That's mm-hmm. my own. That's, that's my thing. I'm not sure if, well, if it gets into a real shootout, will the Ravens be able to compete? Well, I because think I think the Titans have all the weapons on offense compared to the Ravens. I do agree with you. It's important for the Ravens to not, to not let it become a shootout. I think the defense needs to hold the strong, best at teams. least at the beginning. Yeah. They need to force Brian Tannehill to win the game and not yeah. Derrick Henry. So, yeah, it, and it, you know, Derrick Henry, man, he 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 is having he rushed over two thousand yards this season. He is the best yeah. running back in the league, and it's. Two of the best rushing attacks in the in the NFL going head to head. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, this should be a really, really quick like game. game. Yeah. Um, defensively, I think the Ravens have gotten a lot better. Yeah. Over the past few weeks, as guys have gotten healthy awesome. and yeah. people have gotten the off the COVID ter- list. Yeah, Titans are terrible on defense. So. Yeah, Titans are terrible on defense. I think the Ravens are going to get up big early because they're going to come out fired up. They don't like this team. They <laughs> feel true. like they got in the way of them making a Super Bowl run last year. I think the Ravens kick shit out of them. I think the Ravens win. I had it. What was it? Forty-seven to fourteen. I think the Ravens wow. kick the shit out of the Titans. Wow. I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I think. It's I hope be it's closer scoring. than that. Yeah. But I, I just, uh, I'm going yeah. with the Ravens. Yeah. Making a statement. Uh, Bears, Saints. Nickelodeon game. Saints. Nick, the Nickelodeon game. This is the Nickelodeon. Are you ready for some slime? <laughs> Are you ready for some slime? <laughs> <laughs> do you it's think? Uh, do you think after Mitch Trubisky uh, throws for like 120 yards and three picks after the game, they drop some slime on him? <laughs> <laughs> you get you're the slime boy today. <laughs> they put slime on the ball. Um. The, the, uh, the, uh, there's no way the Saints lose this game. Uh, I think the the Bears defense is could keep it in. Could, could can make it fascinating though. Yeah, I mean they went to overtime earlier in the year. That was when yeah. Nick Foles was quarterback, and he's 
shittier than Mitch Trubisky. But I New Orleans seems like they're clicking now. Breeze seems like he's doing all right. I don't know if he's a hundred percent, but no way he's hundred percent. He's fine though. He's he's doing good. He's in his rhythm. So and Michael Thomas should be back. So I I have the Saints winning thirty three to fourteen. I think their defense is legit, and um, yeah, and that Chicago won't be able to keep up. And then we have the COVID Bowl. Browns, Steelers. The Browns had they. I honestly don't know what to say. Like none. Of, I'm not sure who's practicing. Who's who's COVID positive. Like there's so much. Their coach is not going to be able to coach the game. The coach is not going to be able to coach. The, it's just. It's just not a good sign for the Browns. And mm-hmm. it just. Yeah. It pits. If Pittsburgh loses, it would be the. I think this is the one, like the one game everybody would choose the Steelers over. Like if the Steelers were playing anybody else, they would choose the other team. Yeah, this but is this, the is, one this is a where, gift to the Steelers to get back into yeah. their rhythm. Yeah, yeah, this is a gift for Big Ben. Take he took a week off. Now he can go beat the shit out of the Browns like he always yeah. does. And the Browns barely got by the Steelers yeah. playing their backups last week in Cleveland. So I, I just don't see cleveland with just yeah. the, the most browns entrance to the playoffs that they could have they make the playoffs oh, for like yeah. the first time in 20 years barely after losing to the jets and barely beating the pittsburgh backups and a bunch of people go on covid the last two weeks and then their coach goes on covid um before their first playoff game i think pittsburgh wins 40 to 17 i think pittsburgh blows them out mm-hmm. and cleveland just has a brief appearance in the postseason but good for them for making it Now we move on. Now we're getting to some real predictions. If the Bucks beat the football team, they mm-hmm. play the Packers in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Revenge. Will the Packers get revenge on the Bucks for that schlocking they gave them earlier in the season? Well, I think I don't know. they I don't know. they definitely could. They, they could. for sure could. But I think there's a a thing that I know as a Bucks fan. That will work against Green Bay. So, for one, you got the opportunity for Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown to get into even more of a rhythm against Washington. So, assuming they mm-hmm. win in Washington, they pro- those two probably have good games or decent games. Mike Evans will have another week to get healthy. And then Devin White will be off the COVID list by then. He won't be for the Washington game, but he will be. For the Packers. And that's going to be, I think, a game breaker. Because that's the kind of guy that can, like, if Rodgers is moving around the pocket and everything like that, you can send White in on a couple blitzes or, like, some QB spies. And he's a guy that can kind of neutralize that threat. Um, For the record, I like the Bucks to beat the Packers. I Yeah, I think, I think it's just a bad matchup for Green Bay. I mean, I definitely yeah. see, especially with Green Bay playing in Lambeau, I definitely see... A situation where the Packers win that wouldn't surprise me at all, but I think Tampa Bay would beat them. That's what I have in my divisional round predictions. I think Tampa Bay beats Green Bay. Then we have Saints and the Seahawks in in uh it will be in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and I like Seattle in this game. I, do. I just I I think that. I just like look they're gonna play the Bears. Good defense. I think they're really gonna. I think it's just Drew Brees really needed that one seed. Like, he really needed that one seed, that one week off, and he hasn't gotten it. Well, I mean, so, almost a week off of going against yeah. Chicago. But. Yeah. 
Unless Khalil Mack gets a couple big hits in, then that's a that's another yeah. story. Yeah, I, I think the uh, Saints would still beat Seattle, but I think both those if if things go the way we're expecting this weekend, I think both those matchups are really good. Be like really fun to watch Seattle and New Orleans yeah. and Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Yeah, um, and then championship game. I would say I have the Seahawks facing the Bucks, and again, Nick. There's just no way Tampa makes it to the Super Bowl. There's just no way. And it's not because of the players or playing. It's just the Super Bowl is in Tampa. I don't think there's ever been a team, a home there's team There's never been playing. a home team Super Bowl. But and do, is it possible? Keep an eye on the times. Remember what year it is. <laughs> I, well, because I have Tampa Bay playing New Orleans, um, I think Tampa Bay going to Seattle would be a much tougher game for Tampa Bay, to be honest, despite yeah. what New Orleans has done just to Tampa to Bay this year. Yeah. But I, I have a feeling that there's just something in my head that even though Tampa Bay would have to go on the road against New Orleans, if that's who they end up playing, I don't think Tom Brady no will lose three times to the same opponent. I don't think he'll let it happen. Hmm. I don't think the Bucks in general let it happen. I think as much as the Saints were fed up with all the Bucks hype going into the year, I think the Bucks are fed up with the Saints kicking the shit the Bucks, out of them. I think I think the Bucks will catch the Saints at the right time. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll be like it's again the Saints. I feel like are coming into the playoffs a little bit more sore than the Bucks are at this point. Even though the Bucks are missing Mike Evans and stuff, but like Tom is fine. Tom is Tom is Tom. Tom is healthy. He's at at least closer to 100% than Drew is. And I know Drew is like at least 70%. Yeah. Yeah. Brady has been hit, I think, the least times out of any quarterback this year. The offensive line has low-key actually done a very good job in terms of keeping him upright. So um, I think Tampa Bay has it in them to pull off the upset new ones. I think it'd be a close one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I could see Tampa Bay beating Seattle too, but I just think that's a tougher trip. And... uh, I think the Seattle offense, the matchup there is is tougher for the Bucks. I mean, Michael Thomas has had good games against us, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But I feel more confident about our ability to cover Michael Thomas than I do about our ability to cover DK Metcalf. So I probably I would, I would definitely have Seattle in the Super Bowl at this point. It's a good pick. I have- the Homer Tampa Bay pick in the Super Bowl, but I think Seattle's a good would, pick too. It would honestly be the most like twenty twenty thing ever if the Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Bucks go to the, their home Super Bowl. That would be awesome. I would love to see it happen. I would love to see it happen. Wait till you hear who I have coming out of the AFC. All right. So we both. So you have the. I'll go with you. I think the Ravens will win the beat the Titans, but I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than your your score indicated. But okay. then we got the Ravens versus the Chiefs. This mm-hmm. is a rematch. I'm sorry, not a rematch, but it is like the fourth Mahomes-Lamar Jackson Bowl. And Mahomes has beaten Lamar Jackson three times already. And I think it continues. I think the Chiefs just match up too well with the Ravens for the Ravens to beat them. Well, this is, is where this, you is and I a, differ. <laughs> oh, wow. You got the – I love the Chiefs. I don't. I, people are down on the Chiefs. I still like the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are just a sleeping giant waiting for the, for, waiting for the playoffs. I mean, they were still 14-1 and one this year when all their starters played. They're a great team, but I think Baltimore is better than their record indicates, and I think Lamar gets his this playoff. This is in Kansas City. I know. This is 
Nick, that is a huge thing. What you're saying now, you think the Chiefs lose in the divisional round to the to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Yeah, Baltimore's got to force a couple turnovers wow. from Patrick Mahomes. He's been a little erratic with the ball. That's what the Dolphins lately. said. They still lost. I, I, I but know, the, the Ravens, I think, are better than the Dolphins. I think the Ravens did deserve oh, to get in. I know question, Dolphins. no question. I think offensively they're better better than the Dolphins for sure, yeah. Uh, and again, it's something to where and Kansas City had dropped behind in the you know three playoff games last year. If they drop behind, Baltimore is a tougher team to drop behind to than the Titans, even though they're both running teams. Baltimore can manage the game a bit better, I think, than Tennessee did last year. Yeah. So I think Baltimore can keep pace and keep scoring, um, and Kansas City will get back into it if they go down early. But I think the bigger, the biggest thing in that game would probably be the Kansas City uh, run defense against the Ravens running offense. Because if the Ravens can run the ball and control the clock, then I definitely see some trouble for the Chiefs. Because that's how you beat Patrick Mahomes is just holding the ball for as long as possible. Exactly. And having and having successful drives where you run the ball at least ten times and pass it le- pass it less than that. Yeah. So they definitely have the recipe to to do it. I just I just don't see the Chiefs losing. Uh. Steelers against the Bills. Now this is exactly what the Bills wanted. Steelers and Bills. Exactly. Ste- they want they want to play the Steelers. You want to play? I think they they're, they're I think they're right now they're playing. I think the Colts would beat the Steelers in the playoffs right now. So they're 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 the wild card round is going to be a, a difficult opponent for them. But I, I think the Bills will blow out the Steelers. I actually think the Steelers beat Buffalo by a touchdown. Wow, Nick, we're so differing on yeah. so much here on the AFC. I, uh, I I just don't I don't know, man. I Josh Allen, I don't know, man. That that Steelers defense is not going to be able to stop Josh Allen and uh and Stephon Diggs, dude. There's no way. The hot team always cools off at some point. It always. I don't cool think off. it's here. I don't think it's here. I think Pittsburgh catches them in a bad week. Hmm. I think they do, and I, I think Pittsburgh capitalizes. You must be the only person picking the Steelers to go to the AFC Championship game. <laughs> I might be. I might well be. And but then I think they could. AFC Championship game, I would have the Bills against the Chiefs in a 1-2 matchup. And uh that's a good that's a great game. Yes it is. I, yeah. I that's the mat, that's the game I want to see personally. Oh, man, I think I'd take the Bills. I don't know. Maybe I take the Chiefs. I don't know. That's a good one. If it were between the Bills and Chiefs, I would take the Chiefs. Because I think if if Buffalo doesn't peter out against Pittsburgh, then they'll peter out against Chiefs at some point. The letdown is yeah. coming at some point. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. The Bills are going to be the Bills, and I think it's in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. Yeah, would so it be a good year for Chiefs. Buffalo though? It's learning how to win. So you have Steelers Ravens in your championship. Yeah, game. I have divisional rivalries for my conference championship games now as if if say now you have the tampa in the super bowl who yes. would you rather you definitely would there's nick if the steelers make the make the super bowl oh. you, there's <laughs> guys would win barbecue chicken baby <laughs> <laughs> nick please tell me you have the steelers in the super bowl. Guys, i don't tampa, i don't okay. i don't i think baltimore wins because baltimore's yeah. also lost twice to pittsburgh so it's another it's yeah. the same narrative i don't think yeah. Especially because if Baltimore were healthy, they would have beaten Pittsburgh the second time. I think Baltimore beats Pittsburgh um, and gets to the Super Bowl. Mm. 
So, so I have, have the boldest thing is that I have two teams that go all the way to the Super Bowl purely by winning on the road. They win three tough. road games to get into the Super tough. Bowl. That is tough. I got Chiefs, Chiefs, Seahawks in Tampa, which is I think I did kind of I, I think I wanted this in the beginning of the season. I wanted the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, so. Yeah, this would be a fun matchup, Russell Wilson versus Mahomes. That'd be fun. I would pick the Chiefs in that matchup. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that'd be a really fun game. Yeah, yeah, I Russell could win back his MVP. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Mahomes with his well, big juicy ass. <laughs> the big, he is thick. So I have thick, a Baltimore Tampa Bay Super Bowl. I have. Home team taking it all the way. This is my very biased playoff predictions. I think Tampa Bay goes all the way. Beats Lamar Jackson in Super Bowl Fifty Five. Book Tom it. Brady completes and John Brady completes the trifecta, and the world will enclose in it on itself. Yeah, I think the reason why I think Tampa Bay would do good against Baltimore is they have fast linebackers, so that's good in terms of containing Lamar. That's true. So I think that's where, because Pittsburgh would normally be able to do that too, and they did it earlier in the season, but then they got a lot of injuries on defense. Yeah, they lost Devin Bush, right? Yeah. So which I think that defense hasn't been the same since he's left. No, yeah, it's it's really kind of highlighted how important he was to that defense. Yeah. So how much better he is than T.J. Watt, or at least how much more important? <laughs> well, T.J. They just play different positions. T.J. Watt is uh, is a great pass rusher, but um, Devin Bush is a better all around player. Devin White and Levante David would be, you know, assuming they're healthy, be really tough for Lamar to do what he normally does. Um, with Baltimore being such a run-heavy team and Tampa Bay being usually pretty stout against the run. Um, mm. As long as Devin White's in there, it should be a good matchup for the Tampa Bay's defense. And then offensively, Tampa Bay just has to do enough, which I think they will. I think they got enough weapons. If Evans, at this point, Evans would be healthy, or at least Pretty Hopefully. close to healthy. You think so? Um, in this scenario, Godwin and Brown will assume they're healthy. Gronk, we're assuming he's healthy. Brate's healthy. That's just too much to cover. Yeah, there's a so, lot of unknown in these picks. A lot of unknown. But. Yeah, because I mean, it can all change. Like someone goes down with an injury, and then it just completely, you know, unravels it. But Keep just moving. going off of you know people coming back from injury and assuming no one has any setbacks and no one else gets injured, this is what I think happens. Now, Nick, I forgot to cover this, but. Did you did you have you heard what uh, they were, we're moving past the playoffs? Um, did you hear what Von Miller? He's in some controversy. Did you know? Did you see any of this on uh, your on your f- news feeds? No. Was he on Nick Cannon's podcast or something? No. So this is bad. He is he is currently in a relationship with his baby mama who got pregnant, and he there's she leaked text messages on her Instagram of their of of him telling her that he's pregnant and it is he has a total meltdown he tells her to have a miscarriage he says oh. i hope you have a miscarriage i hope i told i told you you're, you should get a a, a abortion and like <laughs> really bad stuff <laughs> he's like he calls her like a, a trash he's like i should have just left you in the trash in the streets i'm not sure why i ever helped you he's like he's like you're ruining my life by having this kid 
like just the worst. He's like, that's, and no one's uh, really covering it. This is pretty. <laughs> really this is pretty bad. hilarious. Okay, so reading the text now. I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm so disappointed. His girlfriend said me too. <laughs> this is the biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> so she said, "Okay, please. I don't want to block you." He said, "I'm honestly praying for a miscarriage." <laughs> <laughs> He told and then on Instagram or something, he said, fucking disappear and get an abortion. You so fucking mad for this. A keep a N-word baby. You lame as hell for that. <laughs> said, shake my head. I'm beyond disappointed. You've been trying to get me pregnant for years. Cut it out. Now it's I don't want to be with you. Wow. Bad, 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 bad. And guess what? He's supposed to host the Nickelodeon pregame. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> With SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I can't well, wait. Vaughn, I saw what you say about your wife. Yeah, I can't wait for the SpongeBob SquarePants uh, interview with uh, Vaughn Miller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a uh, wishing a miscarriage on his girlfriend. Has he, he tweeted since or posted anything since this has come out? Uh, he posted a picture with his new girlfriend. <laughs> and also, John Elway resigned as GM for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Are still with the organization, though? Yeah, but he's not the GM, which is uh, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, maybe he's just finally accepting that uh, he sucks at being a GM. Yeah, but he's not a great GM. <laughs> <laughs> but he got Peyton like, Manning, and that was it. Yep, he was like, I don't want to draft another quarterback. Fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. So Drew, I hope you're the guy. I'll see you on the way out. Yeah, I I think they might end up uh. They might go the Wentz route. That that team I could see going. I think everyone's pick for Wentz is right now the Colts because of the Frank Wright connection. Yeah, which, which would think, make the most sense. That would make the most sense, and I would like to see. I would like to see if Frank Wright was actually why Carson Wentz was successful when he was in Philly. Like, was yeah, he, was his offense the reason why? So we'll see. I, th- I definitely do want to see Carson Wentz out of Philly and I want to see him in a new environment because I just, I think mm, he's, n- I think he definitely has a shot. One more shot at a starting job before he gets regulated to like backup duty. But. I agree. So did you also hear about Deshaun Watson? Apparently quietly um, talking to his teammates about wanting a trade. Oh yeah. I did hear about this. So well, I, and that you would just, it, I, I don't see him getting traded. The money's too much. There's too much money there. Well, if you're the 49ers, you trade Jimmy Garoppolo and how many first for Deshaun Watson? But the thing is, it's the money because as soon as Houston trades uh, Deshaun, they have to pay him his signing bonus. And I think that puts something over the cap for them that they can't, that it would be, an ins- they would have to pay so much ins- money to get him out of Houston that it wouldn't there's no way it would be worth it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I thought that they just gave him a signing bonus like off the bat. No, it's because if you trade, because if you trade him, because he didn't, he didn't sign like a contract. He signed a contract extension with his rookie deal, so it's his rookie bonus that he would have to pay. Mm. That he would have to pay up front as soon as he's traded. I don't they think they rec- Go ahead. I don't think that they trade him this offseason season anyway because they really have no incentive. No incentive. You. Get a coach that will get a coach that he likes, and he'll be fine. Yeah, get just an try, offensive guy. Just get a coach that he likes. That's it. Try to turn around. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. He uh. Wow. He made such little. 
Oh, yeah, I guess he made a decent amount. Oh, okay, so the signing bonus. Yeah, they really, if they're going to trade him. Yeah, the I'm looking on spot rack right now. The potential out is in 2024. That's yeah. when you trade him. Yeah. So, um, or you trade him in 2023, potentially. Yeah. Because you they could save seventeen million on his roster bonus, and I think the only team, two teams that I that I that I'm hearing, I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm thinking of another trade, but uh, never mind what I said. Todd McShay released his draft, his latest draft uh, board, and has in, very interesting, very interesting. He has picked. I've been looking at all these uh, mock drafts, and his is definitely the most interesting some key have you know have you seen it nick uh no the the one that he just his predictions for all 32 first round picks yeah oh okay ah, so, so fucking espn plus i have it i have it on 24 7 sports i'll send you the uh, link oh, okay. but yes trevor lawrence going to jacksonville at one no shocking there yeah, well, you don't think Evan Meyer will go a different way? I don't think he will either. But no, no, if you don't Aaron buy the Meyer hype that Fields could leapfrog him. It depends on what Fields shows in the national championship game on Monday, really, because right now, yeah, uh, he doesn't have Fields going in the top ten. Oh, really? Yeah, he has the New York Jets picking Penny Sewell out of Oregon who is, to me, the second best player in this draft outside of Trevor Lawrence. Like, literally, okay. a no no way he's a bust yeah. type of guy. No yeah. way. And he has... Uh, I Actually, I've been watching a lot of film on him, and I really hope he drop. If he drops to the Dolphins at three, I wouldn't mind if oh, they take shit. it. There's, like, some something is playing on this website. Jesus Christ. Okay. I don't, they didn't even show me where the video was coming from, but there was some fucking ad playing on 24-7 Sports that just fucked my ears. Okay. I think that's it. All right, so Penny Sewell to the Jets. That's a good pick. I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, if you're... Are you... It's it's so weird because it's going to be a new coach. I think the GM is the same. They're keeping the same GM. It's going to be a new head coach. And are you, can, are you really going to stick by Sam Darnold? depends he had a rough know, rough close man. to the year uh, or at least the, the last game was a rough i think rough outing man i mean like he gets one more season then yeah i mean how it, it's just a matter of like how how bad do you think adam gase was as a coach i mean he's terrible he's really bad so it it it, it could just be a change of scenery is all he needs yeah. um and some actual weapons too i mean he, he didn't really have too many, too many guys. He, he, got, he had nothing. He had Frank Gore in his running back. <laughs> yeah, Frank Gore was his running back, and Rashad Perryman was his best receiver. Yeah, that's. Then he has not good. the Dolphins taking Devonte Smith at three. Now this is a little too rich for me. I, like I don't want to pick a receiver in the in the top five, just because the money is just too much for for that position. It's so early on in their careers. Yeah. But however, so I, do, I, I do like the Devonte Smith to the Dolphins. I ben, do yeah. like that. And Bama receivers have such a good track record in the NFL. Yeah. Like you're telling me at number three, you wouldn't have taken a young Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Again, it's just I think we could get 
more for this pick. It's not the it's not the player. I just I think we could trade back with like we could trade back in the top ten and I think we could still draft Devontae Smith. I agree that it'd be better to address this position through free agency. Therefore changing the pick to where like if you didn't address it in free agency, I agree, go and get Devontae Smith. Yeah. If you did address it in free agency, you can go another direction. Uh, again, I hope the Jets don't pick Penny Sewell because if I would love if the Dolphins had Penny Sewell and like honestly, he would fix the run running offense immediately. Plug him in either left tackle or right tackle, and he would fix the running offense. Like we would be a better running team as soon as he's drafted as a Miami Dolphin, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, we we will see. I, I I find it hard to believe that the Jets won't start over with another quarterback too. But yeah, I too, I see right? a universe where they do stick by Sam Darnold, or they yeah. they get another veteran quarterback or something like that. Yeah. Then he has at four the Atlanta Falcons taking Zach Wilson. Oh, now so I, really I I'm he's risen a lot. Yeah, yeah, he had he's he had a really good season. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot from what I've seen. I think I think I like I think uh, I'm. Him and Justin Fields to me are tied right now as far as who I like for the value. And I think this is actually a really good pick for the Falcons. If yeah. the Falcons end up with Zach Wilson, like giving him Calvin Ridley in that, that offense, like that's a that's a really good pairing. Yeah, it's a good building block. And Matt Ryan, let's see, how much time does he have left on his contract? I mean, they're, this is the perfect time because SpotRack has their potential out for his contract to be uh, 2022. So yeah, he plays through 2021. He's the guy. Hand over the reins to Zach Wilson. You can trade Matt Ryan 2022 mm-hmm. or just cut him out, right? Um it'd probably be better to trade him. But yeah. um but yeah, he'd be a good mentor for Zach Wilson and hand the reins, although I'm sure Matt Ryan would be pretty hurt by that, but you know, fuck him. I'm now gonna. I'm not gonna go over every pick just because not. I'm just gonna do the more fascinating yeah. ones. Have the Bengals grabbing an offensive lineman. That's a good move. Yeah, I think the Bengals would. I think the Bengals wanted or really want Penny Sewell, and I think the Jets could swap with the. The Jets, could, if they wanted to build around Sam Darnold, the Bengals would definitely move up for Penny Sewell. There's no doubt in my mind the Bengals would trade probably the first round this year, a second round this year, and then the first round next year for Penny Sewell. That's yeah. how good. That's I'm just I'm just saying this. Is that's how good Penny Sewell is. Like he's really good, and like giving up that much for him is like that is a great investment in Joe Burrow's protection because that's the biggest problem the Bengals had. Like the receivers weren't the problem because I think they have a really good young receiving core, and it was just the offensive line, man. Yeah, offensive you, line was terrible. You have to sign a premier offensive lineman, and then you have to draft one with your first pick. Yeah. Um. Carolina Panthers. I think this is a team that is is probably going to trade up. I think this is another. This is a team that I think the Dolphins could trade tr- swap picks with. Uh, because I think the Panthers are des- des- desperately need a quarterback, and I think they would leapfrog the Falcons to pick Zach Wilson. Yeah. Kyle Pitts though would be a a good pick for them to give mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater another weapon if they decide to stick with Teddy. Yeah. Um. Patrick Sertain to the Cowboys, that'd be a good pick. Yeah, yeah, they definitely need the help there. Uh, he's really impressive. And he's uh, Patrick Sertain played in the NFL before, right? Played for Washington? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Patrick Sertain, yeah. Uh, this is the most interesting pick in, in this whole McF- Mc, uh, McShay uh, draft, mock draft. 
15. Mm-hmm. He has Justin Fields falling all the way down to 15 to the New England Patriots. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think he just wanted now, to see Justin Fields on the Patriots. I do think that – I also think that, but I also think he didn't have any trades in this mock draft. Right. And I definitely feel like the Patriots could trade up to draft Justin Fields. In the, like They could pop in the top 10, draft Justin Fields. Or yeah, like that is I I think the Patriots might be more aggressive in this draft than we usually see them because they have a lot of they have a lot of needs everywhere right now, and quarterback is definitely the biggest one. Yeah. Again, they could address the quarterback position in free agency. They could or trade uh, before the draft, so we don't know yet. But definitely, I think that they do need to address that problem. Yeah, I could see them uh, trading to get Jimmy G back. If San Francisco is really done with them. Uh, at 16, he has the Arizona Cardinals drafting Travis Etienne from Clemson. This is really a really good pick. Yeah, I agree. I would, I would say the value is a little, uh, a little too high, but I do like Travis Etienne on that Cardinals offense. Um, also, this is, a weird, this is another weird pick. Las Vegas Raiders. He has Jalen Waddle to the Las Vegas Raiders. So it's going to be Jalen Waddle and the Henry Ruggs. Yeah. That's going to be a weird off. Like, it's going to be a, the fastest offense. Yeah, it would be, yeah. NFL. But I think that would work for what uh, John Gruden's yeah. trying to do. Yeah. Then I don't like this Dolphins pick at all. He has the Dolphins dra- uh, drafting another wide receiver, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. This is a bad, this is bad, McShay. What are you doing? So two wide receivers. There's just no way the Dolphins would take two wide receivers in the first round. There's just nah, no I way. I figured they'd get a vet and then a, a rookie. Like I could see now, like Bateman at number eighteen without the number three pick, you know, it's not terrible. But yeah, and now this is the quarterback I think will end up in New England at the end of the draft. Trey Lance of North Dakota State. He has him going to Washington, which I think would be bad. But I think Trey Lance would could definitely fall to fifteen to the Patriots, not just yeah. Fields. I I agree with that. Justin Fields is definitely not going outside the top ten. So I'm saying that right yeah. now. There's no way. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm I'm just looking at it, and yeah, you find it hard to believe that one of Detroit, Carolina, and Denver doesn't take Detroit. Yeah, Justin Fields, right? Justin Fields. Yeah, that seems it seems like a stretch. Huge stretch. Uh, I, I like this pick a lot. Number twenty one, the Colts drafting Mac Jones out of Alabama. I think they need the Colts are on it. There's no way the that Philip Rivers. I mean, maybe maybe he is the quarterback next year for the Colts. No one knows really right now, but I like Mac Jones. I think he's underrated coming out of this uh, Alabama offense. He's he's mm-hmm. a big kid, big arm. He's pretty accurate with the ball. Let's see. I mean, they got a a good defense and a good running game. So all watch he him needs in to the do championship game, game on Monday. Yeah, we'll watch see. Him on the game, watch him. Who do you have winning that game? By the way, you think Bama. Yeah, Bama. There's no way Bama loses that game. I agree. I think Bama wins too. I think it'll be good though. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at all these other picks. Let's get Christian Barmore. I honestly don't know who that is. Christian Bar- he's on defensive Alabama, lineman so. for Alabama. 6'5", 290 pound defensive tackle. Big boy. Yeah, that's a big boy. Oh no, now he's six five, three ten. Big boy. So yeah, he's, he's fucking... him and Vita Vea. 
yeah <laughs> same position right oh yeah vita vea were fucking healthy for, oh man i would feel a lot more confident in the bucks defense if vita vea were healthy um this is interesting this is another interesting pick he has the steelers drafting Najee harris from alabama at 28 i definitely definitely see that hap- could happening yeah they need a running back yeah for sure Packers taking Terrence Marshall Jr. from LSU. That's a good pick. Yeah, finally giving Aaron Rodgers some weapons. The Aaron oh, Rodgers fuck you tour was real. Yeah, it was definitely real. Then he has the Chiefs picking a, a Darian Kendrick from Clemson, a cornerback. Sure. But that's Mark Shea's mock draft. I, I, he drafts, the way he does his mock drafts is he he's drafting it like what would the Carolina Panthers do? He's not drafting like, what would I do? He's like, what would the Broncos do? What would the Cowboys right. do? This is like, that's how he's, that's how he does his mock drafts. I don't like, I, I don't think this is how the draft will pan out for, as far as the big names go. But a lot of these smaller names, like uh, the giants drafting Gregory Rousseau from Miami. That's a good pick. That's a good draft right there. Um, I think the Chargers would definitely, and I'm sure would, and like yeah, he, he he's all right. I, I McShay, you know, he's a professional. You know, he knows he has a lot of connects right now in the NFL. So it's gonna be so, a very interesting lead up to the NFL draft this year. Yeah, they actually on CBS Sports. I'm looking at it now, and they had uh, the Jets taking Zach Wilson, the Panthers trading up with the Dolphins to get Justin Fields, and then the Lions trading up with the Falcons to get Trey Lance. And they have it wow. going four quarterbacks in the first round. They have it that's, Trevor Lawrence, I Zach Wilson, Justin that. Fields, Trey Lance all in a row. That's definitely the trend right now of the NFL. And then Penn A. Sewell falling to the Bengals at fifth. That's that would the Bengals would have it the biggest rock hard boner. That would be perfect for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then they would have the Dolphins taking Micah Parsons out of Penn State, the linebacker. Fuck I think he's good. You. He's, God he's good damn you. And then, Dolphins don't need uh, – they need – I think they, they need pass rushers and wide receivers they don't need. Ooh, and they have the Bucks taking Travis Etienne. Back now, that must get you uh, – that must get you going, I'm, huh? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the blood rushing down there. <laughs> Travis Etienne is great. They would be a great fit with Brady in terms of, like, the yeah. pass catching back. Mm-hmm. Basically what they wanted Leonard Fournette to be but not completely washed. Yeah. So, yeah, if Etienne felt to Tampa Bay, I'd be very, very happy if they took him. And no, no disrespect to Ronald Jones, you would still get his touches. But I think it's the two back setup has, when it has worked well, it's been when the Bucks are at their best. Is when Fournette mm-hmm. and Ronald Jones are running the ball well. Yep, I totally agree. And Nick, we 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 did it big this episode. You know, we we had all the topics. We went for an hour twenty. Covered Jeez. the NFL playoffs, covered the Super Bowl, covered the draft. Are you kidding me? And Nick, I want to do a mock draft. We should do a mock draft where we, we pick, uh, where we pick alternate, alternate for each team. We should do that for, like on the podcast. Oh, so you're saying that like one of us gets like odd numbers, the other one gets even numbers? Yeah. Oh, we'll okay. That, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I'd be down to yeah. do that. All I right. think. Yeah, maybe we do that. Um, the week after the conference championships when there's no NFL games. That's perfect. And that should be when I, I think uh, the, the deadline to declare for the draft is the 18th. And I think that's, 
a week before the championship games. So. Yeah, I think that's like the week of. So yeah, by the time we record mm-hmm. that episode, we'll know who's who's in and who's out, and probably there'll yeah. be like Senior Bowl invitations and all that. Yeah, and it's also apparently it's been uh this year this whole because of COVID they they've added an extra year of eligibility. So like a lot of players are coming back to school. So no one really like the players that we think are being in the draft. We don't know. We're not sure yet. Right. So big day is the 18th for all that news, because there's a lot of players who haven't declared yet that probably should like the, the, the pick for the number five for the Bengals Rashawn Slater. He hasn't, he hasn't announced declared for the draft yet. He probably is, but he hasn't yet. So, right. Okay. Yeah, um, it's it's gonna be the most interesting draft yet, I think. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be very strange, but we're here for it. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. We wish you well. We'll be back next week with a recap of Wild Card Weekend, and hopefully some more basketball. Hopefully, basketball sorts itself out before I gotta go sort it out myself. So, yeah. I think once the Super Bowl ends, we'll have a pretty good idea of like what the NBA is actually about this year. Yeah, they're basically. They, it looks like the teams are themselves even just waiting for football season to be yeah. over before it gets really interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. We hope you have a good one. Goodbye.